the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. News, views, and interviews. Important to you. And now, here's Roger. And this is my turn. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. The program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country. Of course, one of the most wonderful and enduring tradition that we as Americans celebrate, as well as people around the world, is Christmas. And this is our Christmas program for 2018. I'm very excited about being with you today, and I'm very pleased that you are joining us on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And I'm sure many of you, most, uh, are involved in a lot of hustle and bustle, getting ready for last-minute preparations, um, all the things that those might be. And um, it's just great that um, we you can that you're joining us and we can spend a little time with you today on on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Have an excellent show. We have two of our you know most uh, frequent guests, um, frequent contributors to our show. In a moment, we'll be joined by Grant Malloy. Seminole County Clerk of Court and Comptroller. And then later in our show, we'll speak with Vito Fira of Network Sound and Video. And Vito will have some great ideas for post-Christmas holidays gifts um, for special people and loved ones. First of all, before we go to Grant, I want to – it's been a wonderful year on our show and – the thing that makes our program possible are the support of our sponsors. I want to mention a few of them to you right now. And we'll talk a little bit more about them throughout the course of the show. But I want to give a big thank you to our friends over at Florida Door Solutions, Bill, Robin, and Nikki Cook, and, and uh, for their support for our show all these many years. Of course, Steve White and the gang over at Porky's Barbecue in downtown Apopka. In fact, we do a lot of remote shows over there, and Steve and has been so uh, loyal with his support of our program for, for many years now. Also, Dr. Patrick St. Germain, of course, St. Germain Chiropractic and Burn Fat Orlando uh, support, have been very generous in supporting our program for many years and, of course, support all the programs here on FM 105.5, The Answer, AM 660, The Answer, and 1520 WBZW. Our, the guys over at Sheila Auto Repair, uh, Demetrius Virgos, OD, and all the gang over there and their loyal support. There's some more we'll talk about a little bit later in our show. But um, right now, let's go to, and of course, our friends over at Alexander Aviation Associates, the aviation insurance experts. But now let's go to Grant Malloy, Comptroller and Clerk of Court for Seminole County. And Grant, it's great to, to uh, speak with you today, and especially pleased that you can join us on our special Christmas program. Well, thanks, Roger. Merry Christmas to you, and Happy New Year to you and all your listeners. Now, speaking of, of the nuts and bolts uh, political scene in Seminole County, there's some uh, new news that has taken place over the past day or so, and it's significant uh, f- that you, th- from your perspective in terms of the future of the Republican Party in Seminole County. Can you uh, just bring, bring us up to date and, and share this news with us? Yeah, sure, Roger. There was uh, some remarkable development. As, as you know, after the elections, we talked about 
what happened in Seminole. Uh, the majority of uh, Republicans lost races here in the county, even though it's a Republican majority. And there was a lot of um, hand-wringing and wondering what happened. And, and this wasn't a surprise to me because I, for long I've seen the Republican Party not being in touch with the grassroots in Seminole County. And uh, there was a vote, and a whole new board was replaced. Uh, Linda Trocine, uh is going to be the new chairman, Michelle Smith, vice chairman. I've known these ladies. Uh, they are very intelligent. Uh, very, they care about people. They care about the Republican platform. And I'm really excited to see, uh, you know, a new dawn here in Seminole County of, uh, of uh, people having their vo- voice heard. Uh, because as we've talked before, I believe that you know the uh, the citizens make better decisions than politicians do, and to stick by principles of of freedom, uh, uh, enterprise, you know, cre- creating things, being rewarded for hard work, having more choices for your life, is is the best shot at being happy and being prosperous. And uh, I think we got a great team coming up here. I know there's going to be a lot of outreach to uh, those people who have been disenfranchised in the past with government, uh, with those uh, non-party people, with the folks that have tuned out, that have not been heard in the past. So I'm really excited in Seminole County for this opportunity to see what happens at the grassroots level. So I know uh, Seminole GOP is the website, and that just happened this week, and uh, a lot of people are excited. might be a new dawn here in Seminole County. Uh, government of the people. And, and I think it's real important, too, to stick by the Republican platform. You know, uh, Republicans should not be raising taxes. Uh, we should stick to the platform and, and, and not stray from it. So I'm really happy to see a, a new change here. Yeah, you have to stand for something or you'll stand for nothing. And that's a great lesson for the Republican Party at, at all levels. And um, actually, I think that's one reason for the Donald Trump phenomenon is at least uh, you know you know, not only do you know where he he stands he uh, he advances his uh, positions very very aggressively but um, now and that's a great point thank you for sharing that with us and that that kind of helps to answer a question that I that I had and I'd like to share that that bigger question with you right now and our listeners and and friends you're listening to the Roger Franklin Williams Show our special Christmas program right now we're speaking with Grant Malloy. And, of course, he is the clerk of court and comptroller for Seminole County and a longtime contributor to our program, the Roger Franklin Williams Show. In fact, Grant was on the very first show we ever did uh, back, back in the day. But, Grant, um, you know, I think one of the shocking things that took place in the most recent election locally in Florida and in Florida in general was the incredibly poor performance of Republicans in Seminole County specifically. And literally, just uh, it seems like a, a, just a few years ago, and by few I mean single digits, two, four, six years ago, and, and for a long, long time before that, Seminole County was considered a bedrock Republican, reliable Republican county. In fact, uh, the kind of Republican, solid Republican county that overperformed most uh, counties in Florida um, for Republicans in Seminole County. What the heck happened and what's going on in Seminole County? You know, Democrats had some huge wins in Seminole County this past election and and the, yeah. cycle, and the cycle before that as well. Well, I can tell you exactly what happened. And, and this, to me, was not a surprise because, uh, honestly, in Seminole County, uh, Republicans have not acted like Republicans. You've had a, a, some very, uh, uh, you know, the I call them the insider types who've always worked against me. Um, 
were in control of the party, and they didn't build the grassroots. They didn't stick the principles. They're out raising taxes and pushing for bigger government. And if you stood up and said, hey, this is wrong, uh, you were belittled. And um, to, to me, with uh, the conservative or the libertarian-leading hyper-Republicans in that county, they were used and abused and lost. You know, you could work on their campaigns, on the insiders, but uh, go away after that. So it's easy to win races if the other team doesn't show up. And that's what has happened for years in Simmel County. And this year, the Democrats were very active. They outworked, uh, they out-hustled, and they connected with people. And uh, it, so the Republicans just got caught not doing anything, and now all of a sudden they're, they, they're like, well, what happened? Well, what happened is you lost touch with the base. And I think Linda Trocine and this new leadership, uh, I know these folks, and they're, uh, they are the true grassroots type of people that can uh, turn things around and um, get it back to the way it should be. And I think it's healthy to have both parties you know, competing, Republicans and Democrats, and debating about ideas. One party rule is never good in, in any situation. But um, that's basically, in my opinion, what happened is they lost, uh, there were elites that lost touch with the base. And he's lost interest, and that's not good. So we've got a great opportunity, and, and years coming in Seminole. We got a couple of years to uh, rebuild this uh, uh, party and have some some good competition in Seminole County. When the few, uh, so Sim, yeah, SeminoleGOP.org is the uh, their website. And before we go, I wanted to you know you've initiated many reforms and um, improved improvements in your office, the office of clerk of court in Simmel County and comptroller. And, um, you know, we've, we've talked about those kind of on a continuing basis, but why don't you kind of take a look back and you know, share with us some of the, some of the major things that your office has done under your leadership over say the past year. Yeah. So thank you, Roger. And, and I really appreciate you plugging it. Plugging us there, the, the clerk and comptroller office, a lot of people don't know what we do, but it, we do over a 1,000 different tasks. We protect all the court records, all the property records, uh, and uh, we keep all the uh, tax dollars of Simmel County citizens, the savings account and the checking account, which you know you know, I've been involved with uh, battles with the Republican Commission over, and, and uh, there's another reason why, why uh, things weren't good here in Seminole. Uh, but there have been a lot of great improvements. Improvements. Uh, one of the things on investments, uh, the Fed raised its uh, uh, rate a quarter point the other day. We immediately got with the bank. We have a lot of money in what are called qualified public depositories. Every bank, uh, we negotiated higher rates and with them, and we were, we'll were we earn close to a half million dollars in extra revenue for the citizens of Simmel County just by staying on top of things. So uh, we've been putting, I put a, uh, been doing some videos, education videos. If you go to our website, SeminoleClerk.org, I recently put one up about how to pay traffic citations. It gets very complex when you get a traffic ticket. So uh, we're trying to get more information to people, how to maneuver through the system. We've made uh, the civil courthouse more full service. You can do uh, criminal payments and traffic citation payments there. So I'm trying to go to one-stop shopping. Uh, we've improved the branches. We've generated substantially more, uh, millions of dollars in extra revenue for the citizens. We're about to come out with a new uh, web um, site that's going to be a lot easier to navigate and find information. We have our search engines on. You're able to find child support uh, balances online now. One improvement we did, and I was talking with the property appraiser the other day, we upgraded our recording software. 
and he told me what used to take his staff three and a half hours to do using our data, and now takes 30 minutes. So trying to find efficiencies and do more with less is, is a big goal here. So in the next year, there's some more great things coming up. Uh, we're going to uh, improve our counter service so it's a lot faster when you go through. Uh, we're going to be working with the judges to uh, improve the system of getting court documents so that we can go paperless and um, make it a more modern office. And one thing, I tell you, this this is going to be great. Well, I, have a, I have a clerks that manually input about 70,000 traffic citations a year. And beginning of next year, we're switching to an electronic system where that number will drop probably to less than 20 or down to 10. It's not going to be as much because it's going to be electronically fed through the local law enforcement agencies. So doing great things, simoclerk.org. You can catch me on Facebook, too, uh, Simo County Clerk's Office or Grant Malloy, Simo County Clerk. I'm on there. Well, thank you for joining us today. Uh, you know, commend you once again on the excellent work you've done, not only this year, but since you've been in office these last two years. And I'd uh, like to wish you and your family a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, Roger, and I appreciate uh, you covering local politics. Grant Malloy, Clerk of Court for Seminole County and Comptroller for Seminole County. Friends, we're going to go to a break in just a moment. Before we do, once again, I want to remind you and give a big thank you and Merry Christmas to our sponsors of our show. And, of course, they include Florida Door Solutions, the Cook family, Steve White, and Porky's Barbecue Apopka, Dr. Patrick St. Germain, St. Germain Chiropractic, and BurnFatOrlando.com. Of course, the guys over at Sheeler Auto Repair and Network Sound and Video. We're going to be speaking with Vito Fira of Network Sound and Video in just a moment, so please stay with us. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's great to be with you today. This is our annual Christmas program, and we're kind of talking about our regular topics, but we're also um, going to take this opportunity to wish everyone a Merry Christmas and Happy Holiday Season, and also acknowledge the birth of Christ. That's a a monumental um, (laughs) event in the world, in the human history, the most important event, along with Easter. And that's why we that's why we celebrate Christmas, and that's why I celebrate Christmas, and, and um, it's why it's a very important day, not just from a pr- perspective of gift giving and parties and decorations and all the fun things, presents, um, but to acknowledge the the greatest gift that we could ever receive, um, you know, the gift of joy, hope, peace, and the the, the promise of everlasting life due to the birth of Jesus. And we're very glad that you're here to to to. Uh, to celebrate that with us on the Roger Franklin Williams show. Of course, our program are about the uh, pr- advancing, protecting, defending America's great traditions. And of course, Christmas is, is central to, to um, one of the great things about the, our American tradition. And of course, celebrated worldwide as well. Before we go back to our guest or we'll go back to our, t- our guest in this segment, Mr. Vito Fira of network sound and video. Once again, I want to remind you uh, about our sponsors uh, over this year for our program and give a big thank you to them. Of course, Steve White and the gang over at Porky's Barbecue in Apopka, 256 East Main Street. Dr. Patrick St. Germain, St. Germain Chiropractic, BurnFatOrlando.com. 
the guys over at Sheila Auto Repair, Demetrius and Odysseus Virgos, who take such great care of my car um, throughout the year. Unfortunately, I have to take it to them more often than I would like to, but it's always comforting to to know that uh, yeah, I can trust the guys that are that are working on it, and they'll do an outstanding job. Um, and of course, uh, um, Mr. Vito Fira, who's joining us right now, and we're going to speak with him just for for a moment. And of and of course, the Cook family at. Uh, Robin, Nikki, and Bill over at Florida Door Solutions. Now let's go back. Let's go to Vito Fear of Network Sound and Video. And Vito, it's especially great to have you joining us today on on the special program. Hey Roger, hello to you, and a blessed uh, Christmas and everything holiday to you and all your wonderful listeners there today. Now we've been talking, you know, as you've been joining us, and of course uh, our listeners can hear uh, your announcements throughout the week, uh, talking about. Uh, Preparing for for the holiday season, you're getting the perfect gift. Um, specific ideas that that you have suggested that really would make for a very unique gift and a cherished gift, uh, really for a lifelong gift of preserving wonderful memories. Um, now now we are literally uh, you know days away um, from the Christmas Day specifically. But uh, what I want to talk to you about today is, and what we've all you know, we've mentioned to our listeners as well is just because you don't make the Christmas deadline for getting a wonderful gift that your friend or loved one or family member will cherish for the rest of their life doesn't mean you, you have to give up that idea. In fact, now is a great time to go ahead and take the initiative, uh, gather up those things um, that are outdated and, 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 and disrepair to a certain extent, get them to Vito and Rhonda at Network Sound and Video, and and make this wonderful gift a reality. Um, and so, what if it if you deliver it in January or February uh, rather than December? That that's that's essentially irrelevant. Uh, the main thing is is to go ahead and and and, and you know make this wonderful event happen and, and give that wonderful one of a kind gift that no nobody else will give to your friend, loved one, or family member. Vito, can you uh, you address that? Yes, uh, Roger. One of the great blessings that we have here of doing the audio and video restoration is that we get to see Christmas all year round because people bring in their videotapes, camcorders, uh, cassettes, film, records, reels, every imaginable thing all year round. They never really stop. We just get busier at Christmas time. And what's amazing is when you see all of these archives and we we get to, to, to watch and view as we restore some of these things that some of them do need repair and you know when we get them we get them on and running. We've noticed that there is such a tradition with especially the Christmas holiday because so many of these old archives are all around the Christmas trees and food tables and, you know, and the Thanksgiving holidays. It's all about family. And that's what was shot over the years in so many countries around the world. We've seen this because we, we've, we've seen the world from Longwood, Florida, because of all the things that come in from all over the world as we restore these. And yes, it's a, it's a great thing because we can do these transfers all year round. We just we build up because people do realize it's a great Christmas gift because they're gathering with family and friends, especially over the holidays, uh, to share these wonderful memories. But yeah, they can do it all year round. And we've had several people come in and say, "No rush. We know it's Christmas time. Just get them done." Because we thought about it, we heard the radio ads, we heard you on the radio with Roger. And they're just excited to get them done, and they just thought it was a great time to do it. But, yeah, it's it's a year-round thing. In fact, it slows down a little bit so that you, we can take a, a little extra time, you know, and go through some of the archives that we get delivered here 
and not have to get everything bunched up because everybody has the same deadline, if you know what I mean. They've got to have it today and tomorrow, so we'll be working around the clock here to, to just make sure that we fill all those Christmas stockings with CDs, DVDs, and flash drives. Friends, we're glad you're joining us today on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Right now we're speaking with our friend Vito Fira, founder and owner of Network Sound and Video, where your memories last forever. Of course, you can find them at NetworkSoundAndVideo.com. That's NetworkSoundAndVideo.com. You can drop by and see them. They're located conveniently at 2520 Ronald Reagan Boulevard in Longwood. Very easy to find in the Merritt Center. Or you can just uh, go old school and pick up the phone and call them. And you can get them at 407 834 8555. It's even an easy to remember number. 407 834 8555. And Vita, I'm going to take my own advice. I've got some things I need to to get to you. Uh, Wonderful uh, gift for a family member that I have conceptualized. But um, that's about as far as I can go with it. So I'm going to have to rely with you on you and Rhonda for your expertise. And I'll be getting over to see you uh, sometime soon uh, after in the first of the year. But can, in these moments that we have, can you share with us maybe some of the, the wonderful things that you've experienced, give you, gifts you've helped people to create just in, over the re, this holiday season? Well, the neatest thing that we get in here, Roger, I'll tell you, you know, when you're restoring all these things are the old, old things that you get. And people find these after they're, they're moving or their parents are, say, maybe, you know, getting into elderly years and they're going through their stuff or they're downsizing the home, they're moving into retirement communities and such, and they locate all this stuff, and they bring in the oldest archives. Now, we just finished one yesterday from 1941. These were 78 RPM, so we've got the equipment to transfer these over. Now, sometimes they're in good condition, sometimes they're not. But this was something that was amazing, and these, these kids are singing on one of these, um, it went into like a booth and sing kind of a thing back in the day. They actually had these on the boardwalk and in different cities where you actually went in, and you, and you sang a song or, 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 or a phrase or did a poem or something like that. It was kind of like the reminiscent of the photo booth. Remember when you go into a photo booth, they took four or five shots and they came out on those little squares? Well, it's the same thing, but they used to cut records. And we finished this one with this lady, and she had to be, oh, I'd say probably well into her 70s, and her dad singing on there and her mom singing on there, and they're doing all kinds of little trivia things. And it's just absolutely amazing when you hear these folks some of them are obviously, you know, uh, not here on Earth anymore, but they're reliving these things. And when people hear them, they just, oh, they just go to pieces. They're so excited. And, and then they hear things and see things on videotape and audio reels and records that they hadn't even imagined were there. Many of these things were recorded when these guys were squirts, little tiny <laughs> kids, and they hadn't seen them because parents recorded them. But they didn't play them back on anything till later on. If they were, uh, you know, infants or one, two, three, four, something like that, then they put these old archives away. They never got actually a chance to play them again for the kids because the machine broke. The record player didn't work. The, you know, the turntable was shot. The cassette player didn't work. The camera that they shot them on, they're, they're no longer in existence. They don't even have the VCR player or anything. So the kids that come in, when I say kids, these kids are like 50. (laughs) They're the kids of these grandkids that have shot these things. And they are so ecstatic. They're like, look look at that. Unbelievable. This is the beach. That's the football game. I was on the little league team in baseball. So they're so excited about seeing these things and being able to then share them with all their family. So that's a, a super, super blessing and a great plus here. 
thank you for sharing that that one uh, idea with us. And that's one thing I would just do um, to mention here in our in our last few minutes. Are there there are, there are a huge number of advantages to to working with Vito and Rhonda at Network Sound and Video, but three of them I want to emphasize right now that that I've learned of you know, firsthand over the years. And, and and before I even get into that, Vito, I know you provided me with a wonderful Christmas gift a few years ago when we really when we were first getting to know each other, and that's something that I've, I will cherish you know, f- for the rest of my life. And it's something that literally um, <laughs> had sat in a box for over, over 30 years, literally. So... Um, but I wanted to um, – there are three things that really stand out about Network Sound and Video. First of all is the work that they do is – it's hard to find somebody that does that kind of work. You know, it's not like a seven-year corner 7-Eleven or McDonald's. Um, I know a lot of you, because I was in the same exact boat, you know that you, you, you need to get these things updated, the VH uh, tapes, et cetera, 8-millimeter film, old photographs, that, um, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, you don't know where, have no idea where to take them, or even how to find anybody where to take them. That's one thing. So, um, please, please let you know. Network Sound and Video are right here in Longwood. Secondly, is the the, the level of expertise. Uh, literally, nobody you know is is going to be able to to provide the kind of expertise that Vito has to to take care of your cherished um, uh, memories. And then finally, um, just the TLC. It's in, uh, over and above uh, the technical end of it. You know, Vito treats uh, your memories like they were his, and 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 really makes sure that uh, you're going to be um you know, your things are going to be preserved and and uh, treated with 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 a special loving care. Well, thank you, Roger. Appreciate that. Yes, you've been here. You've seen firsthand as we actually did some transfers and you've seen you know, all the equipment that we have here. I mean, this stuff goes way back. We have to keep it in perfect condition so that we can restore. We do every type of camcorder. No one realizes how many camcorders were actually out there until they bring their box of things in. And they realize, geez, I guess I had four different camcorders that I used back in the day. Because every time one broke, they went to the store five years later, and there was not the same camcorder available anymore. There was a new fashion or a new style, you know, a new design, with, which used a different tape. So we've got all this equipment here running all the time. It's kept in tip-top condition. So we can get the perfect transfer and restoration out of all of the different uh, media that, that's been produced over the last 60, 70, or even longer years. And as we go um, for this segment, that's one more thing that I didn't even mention. It's just I'm amazed at the level of knowledge, just the, I would say, virtually infinite knowledge that Vito has on all these various machines over the years and all those things. Anyway, the bottom line, I encourage you, um, to after the first of the year, go visit Vito and Rhonda at Network Sound and Video and, and get that perfect, the process for that perfect, one-of-a-kind, cherished gift started. You can find them, of course, at 2520 Ronald Reagan Boulevard on in Longwood at NetworkSoundandVideo.com online or just give them a call at 407-834-8555, Network Sound and Video. Well, friends, so it brings up to our next um, break, and uh, we we'll look forward to being back in just a moment on The Roger Franklin Williams Show. Spirits up, we're here tonight, and that's enough. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Simply. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. 
program that protects, defends America's founding traditions of God, family, country. It's great to be with you today. It's always great to get together these times we have every week. We've got an excellent show for you. In fact, a guest um, from the world of sports will join us in just a moment. Um, Before we go to today's guest, I want to, of course, let you know that as we are getting further and further into the Christmas season, to remind you about our friends Vito and Rhonda Fira over at Network Sound and Video and let you know that they can help you craft the absolute perfect gift for your friends or loved ones this Christmas season. You can find out more at NetworkSoundandVideo.com. That's NetworkSoundandVideo.com. Or just drop by and see them. They're conveniently located on Ronald Reagan Boulevard in Longwood in the beach, Big Tree uh, area in the Merritt Center. That's Network Sound and Video, where your memories can last forever. Very pleased to be joined by our current guest. He is a former first-team All-Southeastern Conference wide receiver. In fact, he led the SEC in receiving yardage in 1973 and 1974. He's a co-captain of the 1974 Gators, winner of the esteemed Fergie Ferguson Award, which goes to the most valuable senior as voted on by the players, and it is the most esteemed award that Florida football uh, gives. And he's also a member, of course, of the Florida Georgia Hall of Fame. I'm talking, can only be talking about Lee McGriff, former Gator wide receiver and also color analyst for Gator Radio Broadcast. Lee, it's great to have you joining us this morning. Always enjoy it, Roger. Thanks for having me. Uh, you know, obviously, there's a lot I'd like to catch up with you on. Uh, but first of all, let's start uh, with the uh, excellent uh, uh, happenings of last Saturday, uh, which was a, a big road win over uh, the Florida State Seminoles. Can you just give us your assessment of, of the game? Yeah, what a big deal that was. Um, you know, to get to get to nine wins, I, I just think it it was the icing on the cake of just a really really good year. Um, Obviously, breaking the five-year FSU streak or curse that they had on the Gators, doing it in Tallahassee, that was a big deal. And, you know, the score indicated at the end it was a domination by by the Gators at halftime. It was a little spooky. But after that, as Florida has done several times this year, they got their self together at halftime and came came out with some adjustments and, and dominated the second half. And, of course, I think Felipe Franks did have his best game. Uh, Having said that and being there, uh, I I must admit, even despite what I had heard, I was amazed how inept FSU was. And, you know, from my, from, through my eyes, it wasn't because they have no players. They, they, they had some talented people, but they don't play very good as a team. And uh, but regardless, it's it was a great Gator win. You know, and that's that's a very interesting point you made about uh, you know Florida State and Florida. Is I was just thinking, you know, just what it, what a difference one year, one season can make in college football. Because you know, last year you know, the Gators uh, at, at the conclusion of that game, Gators were the program was completely floundering. Um, you know, had a coaching transition. In fact, the head coach had already been fired. 
um, tons of, of question marks. It, whereas FSU did not have a good season by their standards, still made it to a bowl game. They still beat Florida. Um, you know, and they had, as you'd mentioned, all these rec- very highly touted recruiting classes um, over the last five years. And then, but now as you look at it, it looks like Florida is definitely um, on the ascending. Uh, took a huge step forward this year. And it, I mean, it looks like uh, Florida State is really uh, down in the dumps and, you know, might have a long way to go. Sure appears that way. And, you know, Roger, I, I'm, I'm kind of uh, real dialed into these kinds of dynamics. Uh, from one year to the next when 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 a team like Florida goes from not being very good to being good and uh, I, I was a part of that in 1980 um, and in 1979 which was my first year second year rather back at Florida Charlie Pell's first year we were 10 and one and I said often um, <laughs> to people I trusted that that o ten and one season, I had no doubt that that we were much better than that. We coached them. We literally coached them to o ten and one. And the older I've gotten, the more I, I it's my opinion, coaching matters in every sport, but I don't think it matters more than it does in football because football is a more controlled sport. You know, coaches are constantly um, adjusting whether it's play calling on offense and defense and substitutions and all that, coaches play a heavier hand in monitoring the game as it goes than other sports. Other sports just tend to flow up and down the field, up and down the court. And so very quickly in 1980, um, in our offense um, in 1979, was not good at all. We brought in Mike Shanahan which was absolutely amazing um, that Charlie Pell would pick him. And Mike Shanahan, we changed the offense. 95% the same players had a couple of freshmen that added to what we were doing. And we won eight games, went from zero to eight. It was the biggest turnaround in NCAA history. And that was, that record stood until a couple of years ago. Well, my point of sharing that story, I just saw the same thing happen here, and I thought it could. Dan Mullen comes in with his staff. You take fundamentally the same players because they were they were still good last year, but they were coached into four wins, and, and you know, just that's the truth, in my opinion. You bring in a new coaching staff, they teach them differently, they go about it differently, and you go to nine wins. So, you know, when you're talking Florida, LSU, FSU, people in the South, and people, oh, must be no no good players. Probably not. Probably do have good players. And that's really what I see at FSU and whether Willie Taggart can somehow turn that around. Maybe he can. He kind of did that at South Florida. But right now, they are so disheveled, it was stunning to me. Now, I'd like to pick, friends, you're we're speaking with... Gator great Lima Griff, former first-team All-SEC wide receiver. In fact, he led the SEC in receiving yardage for two years in 73 and 74. Also former co-captain of the Gators and also most former most valuable senior of the Gators. And I'd like to pick up there, Lee, and can you just talk about the um, the success that, that obviously that Coach Mullen has, has led the Gators to? 
And what are some of the things that you see from your very close perspective uh, that, that Coach Mullen has brought to the program that that uh, allowed the, the Gators to have this kind of success? Because I would say uh, I would say the four to one games this year that they sh- really shouldn't have won, uh, basically. And um, you know, I think that they uh, achieved very well, if not overachieved, to to have be at nine wins right now. But anyway, that, those are my thoughts. But I'd like to get your thoughts on, on what are some of the specific things that Dan Mullen ha- has brought to the to the table. Well, there there are many. Um, one, certainly from a fan perspective, he genuinely is happy to be a Gator. He genuinely embraces this place. He came back because he really wanted to be here. That's a contrast to the for, former head coach. And in that process, Dan Mullen's a very bright guy, and he's he has achieved success all along the way. He did a great job at Mississippi State, and candidly, and he talks about it all the time, he learned a lot in his nine years. Uh, you know, things that he thought were absolutely sacred, he found out they weren't. He adjusted. He, 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 he made some mistakes and learned in his nine years at Mississippi State, and Florida is getting the value out of that, uh, a more mature uh, head coach. But, you know, one of the things that he talks about that I think people probably gloss over is he talks about relentless effort. just sounds like a cliche. But I am right with him that you you have to recruit talented people. But when you get to the level that Florida is in Division I, the athletes, there's a lot of good athletes. But to win and to be good – Effort, intensity, being willing to battle, genuinely being competitive, he demands it every day, all day. I saw him do some things at practice that just tickled me to death when he didn't see that. You may have done your assignment, you know, uh, on a given play or whatever. If he didn't see great effort, he was all over him, and he was consistent about it. And I, and I know a lot of fans can just assume, well, my goodness, if you're if you're a guy that, that that can play at this level, well, you must be very competitive. I'm sure you try hard. No, what these guys are, many of them is talented, but that piece of it, he made sure they gave it. And if they didn't, they didn't play. And Urban Meyer used to talk about that, but that wasn't necessarily true. Dan Mullen really believes it. So the effort level, beginning in the off season, every practice, all the time, it wasn't just talked about. It was demanded. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. And, you know, whether you've ever played at this level, if, if you, if you, whether you're a tennis player or pick a sport that you do recreational, recreationally, you ever lined up against somebody who you know that somebody's after you, <laughs> you know, you go after shoot them to beat them. That's what he's trying to instill in this team. Secondly, he has good teachers. He has good teachers and he is a great teacher. When they teach something, it's understandable and they teach it consistently. They, they uncomplicate it. So I think this team as a whole had a much better understanding of what their assignments were and the technique that it takes to carry it out. I think they just had a much greater understanding. And um, 
and, and, and of course, you know, he created competitive situations every day. He really did. I know, again, coaches talk about it, but he did it. Great, great insights. We're up on our next break, and we'll, when we come back, we'll continue to speak with Gator great Lee McGriff about the 2018 Florida Gators. Before we go to break, I want to let you know, of course, about our friends over at Florida Door Solutions and let you know that if you have any kind of a garage door problem, Florida Door Solutions has your solution. You can find them at FLADoor.com. That's FLADoor.com. Or just give them a call at 866-FLA-DOOR and tell them Roger Franklin Williams sent you. And also want to thank Dr. Patrick St. Germain, St. Germain Chiropractic, and BurnFatOrlando.com for their support of our program and for all the programs you hear on FM 105.5, The Answer, AM 660, The Answer, and 1520, WBZW. We'll be right back. Please stay with us. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's great to be with you today. Thank you for the opportunity to join you. And I want to let you know, before we go back to our guest, who we're very pleased to be joined today by Gator great Lima Griff, talking about the Florida Gators and their season and college football in general. Um, that tell you about our friends over at Porky's Original Barbecue in the heart of downtown Apopka, 256 East Main Street. And, you know, as you hear often on our stations, Porky's has a large variety of old-fashioned home-style barbecue, great sides, and other fixings as well. What I want to share with you at this moment is that Porky's also has an outstanding catering division that's not as well known. In fact, we often use Porky's when we have parties here at the radio station. Uh, in addition to the great Porky's food, which, of course, includes dishes such as their their classic pulled pork, uh, beef brisket, grilled chicken, pulled chicken, other great dishes. They also um, supply everything. You don't have to worry about the drinks. You don't have to worry about the utensils. You don't have to worry about the ice. It's a one phone call situation to Porky's, they'll show up, they'll have everything ready for you to have. All you have to worry about is inviting the right people and having a great party. You can find them at Porky'sApopka.com. That's Porky'sApopka.com, or of course, they're located over at 256 East Main Street in the heart of downtown Apopka. Come over and join us um, on Fridays for Blue Daughter Sports Central from 11 a.m. to 12 noon uh, for lunch. And we'll back to Gator great Lee McGriff. You know, and, and Lee, you were, you were, we were talking when we left just about the, the the aspect of coach Dan Mullen you know a, a, as a teacher and you know the first I think the one thing that really stands out is the improvement that Felipe Franks has made at quarterback now of course you know he's still not the most polished of quarterbacks and he certainly still has his flaws but you know speaking personally I'm amazed at at, at the way that, that basically that um you know, Franks has basically had a service. It was a serviceable, serviceable quarterback this year. He was a functioning quarterback that that was able to uh, quarterback a team that that led that had won nine games. And can you talk about just the the uh, you know the coaching, if you will, of of Felipe Franks by by Dan Mullen? Well, in fairness to Felipe, I spent a lot of te- uh, uh, paid a lot of attention to. Uh, his, 
how he was being taught, watching practice, and the level of confusion that that Felipe experienced last year. And and you know, a lot of cynical people just assumed he must not be very smart. Well, in fairness to Felipe, if you go to practice and watch how he was being taught, and also seeing the number of times that he would execute something poorly, whether it was his steps when he was dropping back to pass or where his eyes were before he threw a, pa- threw, threw a ball or, or executed you know, a pass play or whatever, he, you'd have been confused too <laughs> if you were out there very quickly when Mullen got here with all the quarterbacks. The clarity, the repetition, the uh, the coaching about doing things right, not not two days later, not in the film room the next day, right now about those steps, about all the technique that you they did it now, right now they taught. So Felipe had a much better grasp on what he was supposed to do this year than he did last year, and that's not because he was a year older; it's because of how he was taught. So, you know, he, he, in fairness to Felipe, um, what he experienced the the previous year was pretty tough stuff. And um, so I I know I'm stuck on on the quality of coaching, the effective coaching, the good teaching uh, that this staff has brought to these players. That's it. That's, That's why the difference. And... You know, as you said, Felipe hadn't played perfectly, and and um, you know, there's there's still things that people question about him, and and that's fair and deserved. But at the same time, he is far better than he was a year ago, and I have to give Felipe credit for working at it and caring and trying. But also, the source of that teaching is the difference. We're speaking with Gator great Lee McGriff on our show today, and we're talking. Having a good session about Florida Gator football, and now Lee, I would like to since, since you we have this opportunity to speak with you, I would like to get some insights. I always love to to you know reflect back during your career, which I observed very very closely, um, as we talked about uh, you know when, during my high school days, and you know you had so many you know great moments. Um, is there one particular moment that stands out? Uh, that you ref- that you like to reflect on more than others during your career as a wide receiver for the Gators. Well, if I tell you that, I, not really. There, there there were many. That sounds a little bit egotistical, <laughs> but it's true. It's true. But, but it's true. you know, if you bring them up, um, certainly I can reflect on them. But but I did have many, and um, you, you know. Uh, Roger, you do know this. I was a walk-on, and some of my most treasured moments, uh, I was just a bunch of my teammates a couple of weeks ago. Um, we just had a get-together and really enjoyed each other. And and uh, But reflecting on our freshman team, and that's a very special time. But earning that scholarship for me, and there were moments in practice. There was one particular game my freshman year against the University of Georgia um, that um, where I earned my scholarship. And and so you spend so much time with your teammates competing against them, 
you know, and and so you do so much more practicing together against each other, competing with each other, off-season program, than you do the games. And so even even those moments in practice and stuff, some of them are, are very treasured. So um, it's funny when we were talking. I have to admit, I'm 65 years old, and you know. At that point in my life, when I was a Gator, it was the most important thing in the world to me. And growing up, that was that was my goal beyond goals. That was the the ultimate. All these years later, and I look back at that, it is still a very profound time in my life. I really treasure it. So, anyway, I, I, it's just hard to pick a moment because there were so many. Well, that's a great uh, great answer because uh, you know as as we have talked about before, and you know, and love to have you next time you join us. I'd love to even talk about that at the time. I mean, you really had a, a very difficult path to even get onto the field, and that's something that the typical fan doesn't normally uh, ever see is, is just how difficult, even in the high school level, it is to even get on the field. Um, you know, in the game of football. Um, especially if you're not an eye test guy, if you will, if you're not six three and <laughs> run a four three forty or whatever. Um, so anyway, I mean, you, you cer- I guess what I'm getting to is you certainly you know, earned everything that you you got, you know, and and you really fought hard to to, to even get on the field, and then, and then once you did, you, you you proved to everybody that you deserved to be there. In fact, even when leading the SEC and receiving back to back yardage for two years, you know, Roger, way back, uh, actually, my I went to Plant High School in Tampa, and a few of my teammates got Division One scholarships. Uh, Jim Kynes was my roommate here at Florida, but he he got a scholarship to Florida out of high school, and and you know I I really believed I was good enough to play, and it was embarrassing that I didn't get a scholarship at that stage of my life, and and you know I had to block it out, but you know being a walk on used to not be a source of pride at all. But as the years have gone by, it may be the most meaningful, prideful thing in my athletic life because just what you described, I, I when I came to Florida in our freshman class, they used to call them not five-star, well, they did. They used to go, do red chippers and blue chippers. But they also, the biggest thing back then was to be a parade All-American. <laughs> Florida, in my freshman year, in my walk-on uh, first year when I walked on, signed two parade All Americans, and they were both the tall guys that you know had fantastic high school careers, and that's who I was up against. And I didn't look anything like them. Both those guys were you know six two three four tall guys, long guys like Coach Dickey used to like it at uh, at Tennessee. I didn't fit that mold at all, uh, but um, so. You know, I, I really had when I w- those guys went to practice and did what they were supposed to. When I went to practice, and I'm not exaggerating, I was on a mission every day. It was virtually life or death for me, and um, I was fortunate that Doug Dickey and his staff gave me an honest chance to compete. But and there was no letting down. There was no backing off, and. Um, but things started going well for me early, and um, and they the, the coaches when I did 
they recognized it and and honored it. And by our first freshman game, I, I had beaten out uh, one of those parade All Americans. Which, if you understand the coaching world, when when you sign a top recruit like that and you let some walk on beat that guy out within the first month or six weeks of of being here, that's pretty fair. And uh, so credit to the coaches for giving me a shot. But uh, it it was just so meaningful to say, you know what, where do I really want to be? I want to be at the University of Florida. I've always dreamed of being a Gator. Yeah, I know that competition looks like Mount Everest, but I'm going to do it and go after it. And a very meaningful part of my life and actually certainly colored the perspective of how I went about life from that point on. Thank you for being here to, to share with us those great insights, and that's uh, when you know our listeners are, are are hearing and why I always love having you as a guest because you what we're trying to do on on all of our every all of our topics on the show is to present the real world picture, not uh, what you uh, get uh, through the media or from a casual observance, but uh, you know, what it's really like in you know in the, in the back room, if you will, or on the practice field. And you know, your your career in football is 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 one of the best illustrations I know of just uh, dogged perseverance and, and desire. And um, it's it's wonderful to have you share it with us today, and um, you know also give us great insights on the Gators. And uh, but uh, we really appreciate you you joining us today, and um, it's it's always great to catch up with you. Well, thank you, Roger, because everything I just shared with you, nobody else wants to listen to, so I appreciate you wanting to hear it. <laughs> well, I love it, because that's the key to success. I mean, you know, um, it's maybe not in vogue now, especially with the NFL guys or the so-called talent scouts or whatever, but, you know, effort, intensity, desire, um, desire to win, <laughs> to me, that's the path to victory. But uh, anyway. And you know what, Roger, just to, just to make this point again? That's exactly what Dan Mullen is trying to teach these guys to have that. Everybody doesn't have it. He's trying to demand it out of every one of them. It's a beautiful thing. Well, that answers the, the, the first question. Well, Lee McGriff, thank you for joining us today. It's always great to speak with you. All right, Roger. Thank you. Nuts roasting on an open fire. Jack Frost nipping at your nose. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 